everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in lots and lots of personal growth through business success. I'm joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. Hallie? Good morning. You're on cue. What does that mean? I don't mean? know. I just felt like saying that in this kind of today. Like, you should, like, like on cue, like, like, good morning, America, or something. I was, like, hoping you were going to have, like, some... No, really... I've got nothing. <laughs> But today, um, we are going to jump into the conversation around emotions. And this was a conversation that we've had a lot of people ask me, are there good emotions? Are there bad emotions? What do you think? And um, first, I'd like to start off by um, there's there, there are nor positive nor negative emotions. They're just emotions. Okay. People right then are going, but I feel certain emotions. Yes, absolutely. But let me just explain for a second. emotions are just emotions. There is, when you, we've labeled them as positive or negative based on our mind's interpretation of whether or not they serve us to serve the mind instead of actually just pausing and realizing that emotions are just a sign of life. They're just a sign of life. And we'll start at a level and we'll kind of work our way up to this. Um, Typically how people experience emotions is that and here's the actually funny thing about emotions. And we talked a little bit about this in our principles podcast, but emotions themselves, we've used language that we've all agreed on called anger. But the really funny thing is, and this is something that people should stop and think about when they're on emotions. How is it that you even know the subtle difference of energy? You ever stop and actually really think about that, Hallie? Like how you can literally feel energy that comes inside you and you can call it, well, that's anger or that's irritation. You know, when I think we were listening to a podcast about this and I think whoever was on that podcast was mentioning how you can almost, you do feel, you can feel like jealousy mm-hmm. before it, you even, even can articulate that yes. it's jealousy yes. because it's like, is it going to come out as anger? Is it going to be jealousy? Is it going to be envy? But you can almost feel yes. those before you can intellectually identify what that emotion is. Yeah. And it's, it's so who feels it? You. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm I know serious. that's the answer you wanted me to give, but I'm, I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> well, then how do you feel it? Yeah, I mean, I feel it. Yes, yeah. that's you. That's the constant. So all these emotions arise within your ability to experience. It's energy. Yes. So, so then what is the purpose of emotions? Well, so let's just keep going. I want to answer that question. Okay. But there are no positive or negative emotions. So people may sure. just get tripped up with that right away. And I just want to explain because we've only, the mind has only classified them as negative. Now I understand they can be destructive and we want to talk about where emotions become destructive. We're going to break that down in a second. Or um, I was going to say people, um, or even like society has classified, like I, here's a one that I, oh, is a, just a good example, I think is impatience. Yeah. Um, again, when we're hiring people and that comes up on a behavioral profile, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I really, and I'm like, I don't necessarily see impatience yeah. as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I think it can cr- it cr- creates a sense of urgency and it usually enables somebody to get things done. Yes. It just is how do they go about, how does their impatience manifest? Exactly. And that's the, the, so the reason for emotions is they design you to orient your life in a certain way. It's, that's how every part of your body talks differently. So the left side of your brain talks in language. Mm-hmm. People know that. Like the next time I, you hear a thought come in, just stop and realize where it is inside your head. Usually in the front left. So your <laughs> left side, no, it's serious. It's the left side of your brain. Yeah. It kind of enters in right there. That's where that thought. So that left side of the brain talks to you in language. And since we're such a language driven society, we believe that's like the end all. <laughs> so we I mean, that's what I studied in college. And I know so that's it's like, I'm very, everything attached is attached to like, the, if it's not language, it's not real. Yeah. Then the right side of your brain is what moves your arm. Like, mm-hmm. how, like you don't use language to move your arm. 
No, I mean the whole time we would do these podcasts, I'm like fiddling. Yeah, how are it. you doing that? I don't know. How do you move? How do you beat your your heart? You don't do any of that. Right. Your right side of your brain is all that. <laughs> we we just don't we don't pay attention to that part or give mm-hmm. it credit. Mm-hmm. It's just. But some people are very tapped into that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm a very 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 left brain. Even person. the people that are that are tapped into the right side, virtually every human being right now is still tapped too much into their, their the into the left side of the brain because that language that language side of the brain wants to actually be in control, right? So it just it wants to it's like it wants to be the dominant player, wants to be the life of the party. You can think of it any way you want to. So so the energy is on the right side, the energy comes up, the emotion comes up, and the left side identifies what it is. Yeah, or vice versa. I can go really milliseconds. I don't think they've actually identified whether okay. the thought comes up faster or emotions come up faster. Maybe you can have like some anecdotal evidence, but I think when they've studied that as much as they can, it's like milliseconds. Sure. But for the most part, just like you said, you instantaneously, the emotion may come up mm-hmm. and then boom, you instantly start to understand what that right. emotion is. And that's what I want people to understand with emotions is we've, we are so in tune with our emotions we're just not giving ourselves credit for it. Well, okay. Can I just, yeah, well, maybe. Okay. Because I'm actually, and this is again, very anecdotal, but there are a lot of people I, I know myself included who didn't even have language for emotions until very recently in my life. Yeah. That's a good um, point. So, um, those were, it was, I didn't know emotions. I, I had hard, I have a hard time even identifying what they are. Yeah. I guess what I was saying is the, the true you who's in there is always identified with your emotions. You've just covered it up so it much with so language. Covered up. No, yes. not even with language with, um, no, with language. Uh, sure. But also because with, you look to the left side of your brain to language to identify reality. Maybe, but let me finish sure, this yeah. thought. Um, cover. I don't know what, what the word is for it, but covered it up with, um, society's expectations, covered it up with identity, covered it up with, um, my own beliefs about myself, covered it up. So it's not, to me, it's not just language. It's covered it up by life experiences. Like all of those things have covered up being able to identify energy and emotions. And that's been a very big process for me in the past couple of years to peel all that back. So I actually, when I have the feelings, knowing what they are and then being able to express them. Yeah. That's wonderful. But wouldn't you say though, that like, all of those identities and try to roles are because you go after them because of the language that you hear in your mind, the voice that's in your head kind of directing you that way. I'm just actually asking. Sure. I guess so. I, I, I don't think language is different to me than a, a voice, but yes. But that's what I mean by language is like the voice talks in the language. That's what I mean by that. That's the only, there's, there's, there's different ways your body communicates with you, with you who's in there. Mm-hmm. One of them is the form of language. And that's what that voice talks in language. And so we think that is more real than everything else. Okay. Yeah. That's all I mean by that. Right. That's from there. However, there's other ways your body communicates. You break your arm. It sends a signal that your arm's broken Mm -hmm. and it says, fix this. Right. Just like the, you know that your arm's broken. If you can tell it's broken. Right. Or for the most part, you have a general idea that there's something wrong with it. right? Right. Your astral body, body is the same way. It sends signals emotions. Emotions are the signals. Exactly. To try to get you to do something different, to open up, to let go, to, you know, different actions that are happening in there that you get to experience. From. Right. But when they've been covered up for it's, a yes. long time, it's very hard to think of a, like, especially at the beginning level, emotions, them. emotions are like a boat that are trying to bring a signal to you. But the only way that you can actually experience the full, the full, um, signal of the emotion itself is to allow the emotion to run through. So what do normal people do? The average person, when they have an emotion that comes up, they shut, they block it off. 
they actually prevent it from experiencing it. So then you get caught up in the emotion. I use this example the other day. It's like if there's a thunderstorm out there, it'd be like you putting up two walls on both sides of the thunderstorm. Instead of allowing the thunderstorm to pass, you've blocked the thunderstorm. Now you're wondering why there's a constant thunderstorm. <laughs> That's what we do with emotions mm-hmm. in that analogy. We block, anger comes in, we block it. That's how most people operate from there. So we talked about destructive emotions, right? This is coming from the Dalai Lama, by the way, and he was asked many, many times about the use of the word destructive emotions, Mm -hmm. because he also agrees, Dalai Lama also agrees there's no wrong or right emotions. They're just emotions. He said emotions themselves become destructive when, so the emotions themselves are not destructive. Right. They become destructive when two things happen. Number one, it causes you to harm yourself or others. Mm. Right. So that could be anger shows up and you go punch somebody in the face. Right. Anger shows up and you yell at your spouse. Anger shows up and you quit your job, which you really didn't want to do. Anger shows up and you, you say something that can never be taken back. Mm -hmm. So you're harming some, or anger shows up and you shame yourself. Mm -hmm. Anger shows up and you beat yourself up mentally. Right. Right. So that's where you can hurt yourself or others. That's when they become destructive. That's what I mean by anger shows up and you've blocked it in there. And now anger is sitting there as a thunderstorm that you've blocked in there instead of allowing it to pass. When you allow the emotion to pass, just like you allow the storm to pass, the sun always comes out afterwards. After every storm I've ever experienced, the sun comes out at some point, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. As the emotion goes through, the sun comes up and actually gives you the clarity that you're looking for from the emotion. But the only way people are actually going to get the clarity from the emotion is if they allow the emotion to make its way through you. Most people don't, they, they start to feel the tingling sensation or in their gut and their heart is different in different people, but somewhere in these general areas, when they start to feel anger, they go, oh, you're not coming up and they block it instead of allowing the emotion of recognizing it. Oh, that's a different level of emotion. I wonder what this is trying to tell me and sitting with it. It's like I, I use the example of, of when a child is crying as a mother, what do you do? You walk over and you sit with the child and then you just, you sit with it. You just hold it. The child's still crying. It's crying. You're holding, holding. And finally they just go back to sleep or we stop crying. Mm-hmm. The same thing here. You sit with the emotion. You don't fight with the emotion. You don't play with the emotion. You just allow the emotion to experience. So this is a good, this is a great first place to start with all of this because if you're feeling anger, don't pretend you're not feeling anger. All you're doing is fighting it. If you're feeling jealousy, and you pretend you're not trying to be, oh, I shouldn't be feeling jealous. I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be doing that. You're fighting the emotion. You're and, fighting and it. Often becomes stronger. Exactly. Or if you love somebody, right? Maybe some people have a hard time expressing their love. So they start fighting love. Oh, I can't feel this love, right? And you start, you do whatever it is. Or maybe they really like something that's not part of their identity. And they're like, wow, maybe I should really go this way, right? All of these things people shove down because they're like almost too afraid to express them. Is there... I mean, I almost feel like the answer is yes, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. There's appropriate times and places to express emotion. Yes, absolutely. You got to be mature, right? Yeah, okay. So like if you are feeling anger until you've reached a certain point in your, in your ability to sit through there without acting from it, if you feel anger, go for a run, go scream in the woods. What would you recommend if you are, I mean, you're not usually by yourself when you feel these emotions. Yes. You're usually with other people in the middle of a situation. Get up and leave. Okay. I had a guy, I contracted the other day who, um, clearly was like irate, like about something. And I said, Hey, just give me a shout. And he goes, and he basically said, I can't, I can't talk right now, blah, blah. blah. And like in capital letters, he's pissed off. And he said, I know it wouldn't be good if I talk right now. I said, great. Appreciate the text. Thanks so much. Call me back when you when it's time. He called me back like six hours later. He goes, thank you for giving me the time. I said, dude, I didn't need to give you time. You're having a bad day. 
I said, I get it. I said, I'm glad that I appreciate the fact that you didn't come over and try to have this conversation right now. When you were in that, when you're in that state, state. Mm-hmm. but he also recognized that he was, he was no good in this state. So instead of me going back, like, are you fucking kidding me or whatever it was, right? You just kind of sit there and say, Hey, I literally said, I appreciate the fact that you're mature enough to not hold this conversation right now. Thank you. And that's all I said in my text. And that, by the way, guess what? Diffused his entire anger. Of course. Yeah. Right. Cause you don't have fighting it. And so we ended up having a wonderful conversation about everything afterwards, but that's just a, a classic example of it, of, of when you mature, sometimes you, it's like an AA, they teach you at some point in time, if you can't resist it and you can't do it, get up and walk out of the room. It's better. It's better than you acting from it and losing consciousness. So anything is better than you acting from the anger. I just, as an example, or acting from jealousy, right. right or acting right. from any of those, those states, those emotions. What about, well, again, those are, the more traditionally negative, we don't yes. want to label, but you know what I mean? Like the negative emotions. Yeah. What about the po- more positive joy, enthusiasm, love? Do you act from those? Well, you can, right? But you also got to be very careful about acting, becoming those emotions, because then you just sometimes can be oblivious to what's actually happening in life, right? So there's nothing wrong. When you feel a love kind of running through you, you're really not dest- destroying yourself or others, Mm-hmm. Right. So remember acting from an emotion that hurts yourself or others or number two. Yeah. I was going to say, what was the number changes your state of equanimity? Uh, uh, that sounds very Zen, yeah. but really all that really means is that if it changes your energy pattern, your energy state, so from you're being neutral, neutral. Yeah. So you're doing okay. You're doing great. All of a sudden you see a phone, your phone light up, you turn it over and it's somebody that you don't want to talk to that, you know, this isn't good. Instantaneously what happens? You feel some sort of emotion Something, instantaneously yeah, yeah. and it's now changed your state. Mm-hmm. So a true yogi who we've defined as somebody who, not me defined, but is defined as somebody who is inwardly content. So they turn that phone over. There's zero response from it. Now it takes a lot of work to get there. That's why I'm saying in the beginning, you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to hit you. And instead of becoming that emotion, allow that, even though it's painful, allow it to work its way through you. Start with something small. Your spouse says something to you, irritates you. Instead of acting from the irritation, give it 15 seconds and see if it works its way through there. I promise you it will. These small things, a car cuts you off in front of you. Instead of instantaneously getting all pissed off in your mind, your mind telling you why this person shouldn't be driving and all this different stuff, just go three, two, one, relax. Just let go and allow the emotion to go through. And what you'll find is for about five seconds, 10 seconds, it'll be bothering you. And then 15, 20 seconds later, for the most part, if it's small enough emotion, you've stopped thinking about it. Right. Then like a minute later, you may go, huh, I'm not even thinking about that anymore. Instead of for the, for the next five minutes, you're just going deeper in rabbit holes from the emotion itself. This is where people go wrong with emotions. They deny the loving feeling of them in the beginning, which then prevents you from blocking everything. And then you just get caught up in this vicious cycle around emotions. So then we go to the world and try to make it the world better and manipulate the people, places, and things in the world to try to open ourselves up. Um, do emotions ever serve a purpose in terms of like guiding you in the right direction? Yeah, they all, they will. That's like when your arm hurts, it's guiding you to fix it. Mm-hmm. So if an anger shows up, it's saying, Hey, you need to unblock something. That's your astrobotage. You think your, your body is smart when it tells you something's wrong with it. Your astrobotage is million times smarter and it's actually, when anger shows up, it's saying, something's not right in here. We need to get this anger out. That's actually why it's trying, like the call itself isn't producing the anger. Right, right. I, was, I always think jealousy is such a good example because it never has to do with the other It has nothing person. to do with the other person. It has everything it's to do with you. you very, something about yourself. And your body is trying to go, 
man, I'm going to hit this energy and I'm going to let you know what's blocked in here so you can actually purify yourself, liberate yourself. So it's actually trying to help you and you go, oh, that thing's not coming up. Mm-hmm. Or, or it gets directed in a yeah. destructive way. And what we're really talking about, the blockages are some scars. They're stored energy patterns that you've had of things that you like or don't like and you store them. And so when energy tries to go through you, naturally it can't. So then when something it uses something in the outside that hits you, it goes, oh, perfect timing. Hallie doesn't like this person. Boom, I'm going to make this energy feel like jealousy because it's blocked. It comes out and it's trying to tell you, let me get through so that you can start feeling more whole and complete and peace and joy, which then the emotion of love, the emotion of joy is just constant. And then you live your life from that place. So to answer your question before you asked about love, enthusiasm, joy, I guess, and this is, this is, you don't need to be right or wrong here. I don't really, I, I guess definition wise, their emotions, I almost see those as states of being as like a place that like you actually can live and operate from. Because I think what most, what opens most people up when they feel it, it's just a fleeting type of happiness instead of love, joy, enthusiasm. Those are just higher states that we can live from. I'm not sure you can really go wrong working through those states because you're not harming and it's not changing. Well, let's use love as an example. Could that ever become well, destructive. I, the, the difference is, that's what I'm saying. The difference is, is the love opening it up from something that oh, has opened the mind or is it a state that you're actually achieved? We don't need to go down this path, but that's yeah. like, I, if, I, I mean, I'm, yeah. we're talking about emotion. So I'm saying yeah. as an emotion, yeah. could it ever be destructive? I don't know. I mean, I feel like, almost- well, I get to go back to the definition. It could be destructive. It's causing love to hurt you or somebody else. I guess love could, yeah, you could use can. that. Yes. Yeah. And the same thing. It or also, could. yes, it could. Because maybe you go have an affair or whatever, something along those lines. Right. Or you, yeah, that's a good example. Or I was going to say, or you um, forget everything else in your life and exactly. you end up, end up hurting a lot of other people because of this one singular yes, exactly. emotion that's yeah. guiding your decisions. I think 95% of referring to hurting you and changing your state is more considered that negative emotion side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think most people are experiencing enough positive emotions constantly enough yeah. to actually really worry about that right now. But love could certainly change your Absolutely. state of equanimity. Yeah. Equanimity. It, it changed your state of equanimity. Um, and that's why I, 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 this is in my head, the way I see it is that like love and, and, and is an emotion, but mm-hmm. like joy and this enthusiasm, these high states are actually your state of being. It's they're also emotions. Yes, I'm not denying the fact that their yeah. definition is or an I'm emotion. Or like excitement or um, happiness. I guess then the way you could say it is that it doesn't change your state of being All in a negative. All emotions are fleeting. It doesn't change your state of being in a negative way, so that it's lifting you up instead of lifting you down. Mm-hmm. It'd probably be a better way of saying it. Those particular emotions. Yeah. yeah no, anything any like any, a number emotions, two, yeah. like anything that is, that is because number one goes, cause it can positive emotions could actually cause you to be destructive. Sure. Number two is it doesn't change your state of equanimity in a negative way. That's not necessarily how he defined it. Well, I'm not talking to him, so I don't really know. Yeah. I would be curious to ask him that question though. Yeah. Because to me, the, that was the, that's neutral. So neutral yes. means not positive or negative. Yes. Yeah, so you're not victim or victor. You just are. Right. Yeah. But I, that's why, that's why the, I know this is probably confusing to people, but there's a, there's a difference I see as emotions and states of being um, because your state of being is constantly growing. Okay. You, you, you remain neutral, but that neutrality is always raising up as you gain levels of consciousness and you, you should start feeling higher states that rush through you. 
So I don't see that as changing your, your state as more of as the motion as does as it changing your state of being. That'd be a wonderful question to ask him. Let me write him and ask him that question. Or maybe I'll schedule Skype with him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try, try to get on his calendar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Can you make that happen for me? I will try. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but so the place that we really need to start around emotions is uh, what I think most people need to start off, including most all of us, is that emotions are bad or good. They just are. They just right. are. And they're bad when they become destructive. And so the thing that I think most people are still doing, though, is they're denying, I guess repeat that, they're denying the emotion that they're trying to experience right now. Question. Yes. Um, I think controlling your emotions is a pretty common phrase. Mm-hmm. We're, that is not at all what we're talking about. You can control your emotions as long as you're doing it consciously. Okay. So you may, you may because need, we can't really control an emotion from happening. It happens. No, 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 no. But what you can do is you can control the outcome yes. that happens okay. from the emotion. Right. That's right. what I mean right. by you have to be mature about this. Yeah. Until you work on this at a very deep level, these emotions are going to pull you. And so you got to be willing to not get pulled into it too much so that the emotion doesn't take you over and you start spewing from that emotion. Right. But we, as far as I know, we can't actually control what emotions arise in us. No, what I'll tell you is that at some point, as you get deeper and deeper into your spiritual they become, path, they become just a lightness, diff- like a breeze. Yes, I can see that yes. for sure, but they still happen outside of yeah, their yeah. control. And they, and, and, and over, and as you grow in your spirituality, like anger may show up there instantaneously during the moment that it's there and it's gone within a second. Right. Like right. it's literally a, it's like boop the out and it's gone. Right. But you can't stop it from actually. No, you right. can't. Yeah, it's, yeah. And that's the whole point of that's why people, when, when most people are trying to like deflect or deny or trying to get pissed control, at their mind, yeah. trying to control, I just shouldn't be feeling this. That's the wrong way to approach it. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to feel it because that's the only way you get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then as you start getting out of it, as you feel the emotion, you start making progress to, to creating space between where the emotion arises and where you are. Because, and I think that's the, the definition is like, when I think of this is like, you are, you are neutral. Emotions come and go. But isn't the emotion, isn't you the one having the emotions? No, you're the one experiencing the emotion. You're not the emotion. If you were the emotion, you're you come not, and go. not the emotion, but you are the one experiencing yes. the emotion. Exactly. Okay. Maybe we're saying the same thing. Well, yeah, you're, you're dead. You, Cause if you were the emotion, it would just be subject, subject. It wouldn't be, yes. you wouldn't actually experience it. Cause you would just be you. That's why people can never point to who you are. They just have to know. Like, how do you define you? You can't because you are you. Mm-hmm. And like the eye, your eyeball can't turn on itself and look at itself. Water doesn't know it's water. It's just water. You are just you. The only reason why, so anything that you experience in life, emotions are just something that arises within your level of openness, level of consciousness, whatever okay. you want to refer to it. It is the right, the best example you can do to kind of close thing is the sky. Is a bird the sky? No, it arises within the sky. If there wasn't you, none of this would exist. Because you is what gives it the space to exist. And actually, here's another way of thinking about it. Words wouldn't exist without space. Mm -hmm. Because it's actually the pause between the syllables of the words that define the words. Right, or the the white space in in between the words on the page. So now take that and bring that back to you. So I'm the space or am I the word? Well, you're the space Mm -hmm. and the emotions are the words. Right. What makes anger feel anger is the, 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 the difference or the variety of what anger feels like to not feel like. It's the contrast. Yes, it's the, I think it's a better word, mm-hmm. contrast. It's the contrast between the two. That's why you're not your thoughts. Because you, how many thoughts have you had in the last minute that have come and, go, come and gone? It's the contrast. So everything arises within you. 
That's why there's just a knowing of who you are, <laughs> that knowing, and then everything else arises within there, within there. Okay. So emotions, um, again, just kind of repeat this for people, where to start. So when you feel the emotion come up, just try to identify where it starts to just be aware of emotions more often. When it starts to come up, maybe it hits you in a certain way, let it come up, let it come up, let it be there. It's going to be painful, by the way. That's what people don't understand. It's supposed to be painful. If something was stored in there and anger is trying to get anger out, it's going to be painful coming out. But the only way you get out on the other side of this is to allow it to actually experience through you. And I would say that does not just for negative emotions. Yes, for any yeah. of these things. You have to experience all of them. It's like the other analogy that I've used before, I've heard people use before, is the one where like if there's, if there's food in a refrigerator that's going bad and it smells, the only way to get it out is what? Get it out. Get it out. You go take in the refrigerator and yeah. take it out. Other, instead of like putting more doors on the fridge so you try not to smell it. <laughs> or like build another room around it. Well, or just th throw the whole refrigerator away. Exactly. That would be removing the entire ego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the exact, exactly it. And once you actually remove all of that, you just see what emotions are for what they are. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us today. Do you want to be more mindful and present at work and home? How present are you in your daily life right now? Living consciously can reduce stress and unlock a whole new level of joy and success. Take our consciousness quiz to find out where you are and get some tips on how to bring consciousness into your life. This quiz is about exploring your inner world and accepting where you are right now. From there, real change can happen. You can find our consciousness quiz at adamhergenrother.com forward slash consciousness quiz. So enjoy. Enjoy.